And what's going on, everybody here? Trying some new technology this uh, evening, afternoon, wherever you are on the Sports QCG, joined by Texas Mike, as always. Texas Mike, we're on episode 26. Look at us. We can rent a car, and now we can tack on another birthday to it. Yeah, now we're just past our prime when we're 26. I guess there's no other way to put it. It's just, it's all downhill physically from there, my man. Oh my gosh, no kidding. And we're going to talk about uh, some players that might be way past their prime and way over the hill uh, when we talk about the, a specific team in Houston, maybe an Astros lineup a little bit later on in this episode. But uh, what's been going on? I mean, you've been getting some messages. Some listeners have been getting involved and, and checking us out, and they, they want credits now. It seems like they want a little bit of uh, applause, it seems like. They want to take some credit for some of the content that we're doing. But uh, the active audience is reaching out to you and saying, hey, we want to hear more of this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the feedback's been outstanding from friends of the show. Uh, looking for material that just ages great we're going to try to incorporate some more listens to this show we're just going to try to give you some some more analysis and, and some nuggets of information that ages well i think is the best way to put it and, and just some of the randomness that only this show can bring yeah and i was telling you too and we were just texting back and forth a little bit that you know we know stuff we know plenty of sports you know a little bit more than i do i think but uh you know we keep the show moving along but it's important for the listeners to reach out to us and tell us what they want to hear so we'll try a few new ideas try a different outlook on how we approach some of the content here on the show and hopefully you guys take a listen but of course share it with your friends and let them know to hit that subscribe when they can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you are. I'm CG. This is Texas Mike. Um, what, what do you feel like when you see those ideas from the audience, when they come back at stuff with you? Do the lists have a lot of appeal to you? Like, do we, do we have too many lists in our society as far as saying, this is the top 10, this is how I feel, and, and these are the, the ways that I need to look at something? Well, I, I think sports lists are just subject for spirited debate and, and, and good banter in general. Uh, you know, you can break it down so many different ways. Do I believe that some lists are overplayed and, and then sometimes these lists are, are a little too artificial? Yes, it can be that way, but, but, but they're fun for comparison's sakes. I mean, especially when you got these historic franchises, some across the eras and, you know, you, you can kind of look and see you know, what was then and this is now. And, and perspective changes things, you know. Yeah. And, and how many fun. times have you been just like hanging out with your buddies or something like that? And, and you're watching whether it be sports on TV or whether you're just talking about whatever you're talking about. And you'll, you'll throw out a question. I'm big on questions. So you'll say, you know, the top five NBA basketball players of all time. It does hold that appeal because it starts to make you think. And I think we we are such who doesn't like trivia too? You know what I mean? Like who doesn't like to get involved in that type of conversation and and have that back and forth? And it creates conversation as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, sports trivia is is a blast. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Uh, I think it's the absolute best pub game that you can you can bring to the table. Uh, Are there any hills that you will just like, you'll die on, and you just take a look at something and it's like, somebody is so against you uh, in their opinion. Can you remember back to like a story when somebody was so on the other side of an argument as far as a sports conversation, but you just can't agree with that person? You can't see oh. the eye. <laughs> I mean, I could start some controversy with this. 
some of the most delusional. But that's what the audience wants. The audience wants a little bit of that fire. They want a little bit of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, it still goes down to it. The Dallas Cowboys franchise. The 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 uh, the the arrogance from the old titles from back in the day. This so long ago is ancient history. You can't hang on to that now. Like you've done nothing relevant recently. That is one where, you know, when we're comparing the historical franchises in the NFL, where I just don't see it. I don't see it progressing. I mean, you ha- you haven't won a playoff game since the '90s. I mean, th- this is ridiculous. Yeah, favorite NBA player or top NBA player of all time seems like is it because we hear it more because the finals are going on? Is that why we're hearing that a bunch? I feel like that conversation always comes up. Who's the oh, yeah? Who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean now, and, and Michael Jordan's an owner in the league, and there's always the comparison to the six titles. It always will be until somebody supersedes that, which I don't see that happening in the modern era. It's too hard to stay on top that long. It's too hard to stay on top that long, and it's too hard to really have the team be able to stay together because guys move around so much, the different teams. But speaking of teams that are doing that, the Celtics and the Warriors, here we go. Uh, I'm finally turning things around a little bit here as we get into the finals and what's been happening. Uh, What have you taken from the first three games that you've seen? Uh, We've seen plenty of Draymond, and now we've seen a lot of Klay Thompson as well. Uh, Draymond distraction or Draymond this is good? This is what the Warriors need. Well, yeah, they're going to need Draymond to to be otherworldly with this Steph Curry injury looming. Um, that that might be a bridge too far for them. Uh, I've been impressed so far with, with the Celtics. Tatum, Smart, have been outstanding. Obviously, Jalen Brown. I mean, that that trio right there. That, that they're playing like a big three, and they're crushing it. Uh, I, I think with a, a Steph Curry that. Potentially can be hampered. It, it's going to take otherworldly performances in the shooting department by Clay Thompson to keep a minute. It's going to be hard. Uh, I know I made the prediction earlier on that the Warriors are going to take this in six. It's probably going to be Boston in six, but it's going to be interesting to play out. The adjustments have been something. I mean, game two, you saw the switch off. They kept really hammering Horford when they were able to switch off and they were able to get Curry on Horford and he was just knocking it down. They changed up their defensive package a little bit, made the adjustments that they need. Is are, is Boston the deeper team than Golden State right now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. From a both sides of the court standpoint? Both sides of the court. And they're just feeling well that their guys have stepped up when they needed to. Um, it, it, it's it's hard to replace what Steph Curry brings to the Warriors. It's I, I think with him going down on that side, it's going to be too much. I think Boston's going to seize control. Like they just have a really good team. I do think that you're going to see the match or the. I think you're going to see 2-2 after we get after we take a look at game number four. I just think that the Warriors they've kind of floated it out there. Draymond he's tactical with how he talks to the refs and how he criticizes and Kerr does kind of the same thing. And I think that you're going to see the Warriors come out and I think they're actually going to win impressively here in game number four. Then you take a look at five, six, seven, it becomes a best of three series at that point kind of becomes anybody's game, I guess at that point, but are you sticking with your pick of the Warriors or have you jumped ship? Now you say the war, you're starting to say the Celtics. So you're starting to kind of go in that direction now. No, I got to stick with my pick. I did have to give the contrarian scenario because it almost seems like the, the series could have flipped, but uh, I guess I have to stick with my guns. I just have this feeling that Boston's going to win. 
Like what if said, you, my heart has changed. I'll stick with my pick, which was, you know, my head. But at this what point. If, what did you think of the physicality argument that Draymond was making when he was talking about the different decades and that the 80s and 90s players, they keep basically saying everybody during that era was physical and they were all punching each other, <laughs> really smacking each other around. Uh, and he said that that's just not true. There were guys that did that, but it's not that everybody in that era was was that type of player. No, I mean, you can manhandle guys out a little more on the perimeter, and there are certain guys that could do that really well. Like, remember Vernon Maxwell on the old school Rockets? If he could be a shutdown defender on the ball, and, and he was real physical, and he'd get under people's skin. And there was a lot of players that had more of, you know, to use a hockey term, more of a, you know, a, a goonish role in the, the, the 80s and 90s basketball, uh, kind of the heyday of the NBA, in my opinion, always will be. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, that's the main thing. This version of the NBA values speed more than physicality. I mean, was, was the NBA better at that time when we saw some lower scores? We saw more defense. We saw more physical play. We saw more of the rivalries because we're, we're not getting rivalries as much now. We're not seeing the matchups of the Titans anymore. Warrior Celtics is not jumping off the page to me. Well, yeah, no, you don't get it anymore because it's too hard to keep the team together. I mean, once you start to have success, you can't pay everybody. And there are other opportunities in the league. So that's always going to that's always going to hamper that effort. Is there something that you see emerging from this series? What do you think is going to be the final storyline? Uh, is it going to be Al Horford finally gets to, you know, get his championship? Is he the main story? Uh, Steph not winning an MVP yet in the finals. Is that going to be the main story? What, what's going to be the ending? What's going to be the final thing that we see from the uh, end of the NBA finals? Final tale that we'll see is Steph coming up short with the Splash Brothers and Draymond. That, that's going to be... Uh, are going to run out of gas. All right, we'll find out what happens there in the NBA Finals. Let's take a quick first break, then we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little EPL right here on the Sports Queue. Rudy's Metals in Sacramento, California is your one stop for all your metal needs. It's your metal recycling center. Copper, brass, aluminum, steel, tin, and much, much more. You can call them today at 916-912-0487. They're located at 750 Richards Boulevard in Sacramento, California. If you are on the West Coast, Rudy's Metals is your spot. You can get cash for your metals today. Check out rudysmetals.com. Segment number two, what's going on here? It's CG Texas Mike joining you once again. What's the weather like down there, man? It, it is going to be hot as hell the entire summer. <laughs> it, it is already brutal. We're hitting 100-degree days, and it's early June. And when we get summers like this, it is hell on earth. It is not fun. I'm not looking forward to that part of it. Yeah, here it's been humid. It's, it's, it's been humid. We've had the sun. We've had some nicer weather, but uh, I think the temperatures are going to be pretty warm this summer. It seems like this is going to be a really hot summer. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. We will see what happens. Don't forget to keep uh, subscribing. Tell all your friends about us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Check us out, The Sports Q. I'm CG. That's Texas Mike. Let's get into segment number two, as we always do. EPL coming to a close. You talk about the 2022-2023 season. We've talked about it a little bit, but uh, EPL has put out their their players. I guess it would be the, the the team of the year. Is that what we're forming here? 
Yeah, yeah. There's team of the year publications that, that are coming out now and and showing you, you know, based on what are their criteria is. Who is the top dog in the league? Okay, so I'm going to go through this list. I'm probably going to botch some of these names, which is surprising because I'm actually really good with names usually. But when you take a look at uh, who's in goal and you talk about Allison, uh, Alison, Allison. Allison Becker. He's yeah. Brazilian. So, so what do you think? Is that the right pick there? I mean, is he the guy? What, what did you think about that selection there in the, uh, the goal? <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm okay with that. When you're, <clears throat> when you're Liverpool – and you make the run that they did all the way down to the last day, and you have that type of stout defense, yeah, I mean, Allison was outstanding. I'm okay with that pick. So then you take a look at the four defensemen that are back there, and you take a look at uh, Alexander-Arnold, Van Dyke, Rudiger, Cancelo. Uh, did they get it right there? Is there any kind of adjustment or difference that you would make to that list? And, and who was kind of a, a surprise pick uh, as far as that line back there, defenders? Uh, I'm okay with this back line. Um, I guess if you were going to take somebody out, you could maybe take Rudiger out insert another center back. You know, sometimes unless you're extremely dominant, like Virgil van Dyke is, it's hard to distinguish yourself, but I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, that's an excellent back line. It's more the second second level that I have a little bit more of an issue with. Okay, but if you were going to talk about a standout there as far as the defenders go, the defensemen back there, who who would be the standout in that group out of that four that you see selected? I mean, Alexander-Arnold or Cancelo, they're, they're both excellent. Alexander-Arnold can be a defensive liability and is more of a wingback type. So, I mean, they're both excellent on the ball. So maybe you could say Cancelo is slightly better. That, that's a really tough... That's like I said, it depends more what you value in your system and your team. When you're talking about the midfielders now, we talk about De Bruyne, who we've talked about many times on this show, uh, Tiago, and now uh, Bernardo Silva. Silva, is that is that where we're going there? Yeah. So you know, I fall a little bit, but you take a look at the the midfielders there. You said you might have a problem. Who who gives you the problem? Who kind of piques your uh, the question mark for you? Well, it's not so much that I have a problem or much of an issue because these lists can be tough to put together, but you, if you have De Bruyne on there, you can't have Silva as well. It, it is almost criminal to not have Son on there with his 23 goals for Tottenham as basically a winger. Like he has to be on this team somehow, some way, the way you, you have your lineup. Uh, to me, he is an absolute best 11 in the entire premiership and it's unquestionable. And, Fantasy soccer, daily fantasy, he's one of those, like, do not fade, juggernaut-style players. So to see him not in this midfield was a little tough pill to swallow. Like I said, 23 goals is outstanding. What do we attribute that to, though? Is it a popularity contest, or what, what's the deal? Why is he not on there? Well, I mean, I'm okay with having three-man city players. I think it's a little more of a, you know, kind of team award and what happened. So it just basically comes down to that? Yeah, the supporting cast in Man City is a little better than at Tottenham. I mean, Son is the focal point, and maybe they said, well, you know, he's not really a midfielder, so to speak. Like, he plays on the wing. He's more of a forward attacker. So a little bit depends on their criteria. But if he's not surrounded by as much talent, doesn't that say more about him than it would about the rest of the squad? Well, 
I believe he should be based on his numbers and, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's the corner kick taker and, and plays such a massive role in their attack. I mean, he run they run it through him. He links up with Harry Kane. That's the most prolific goal scoring duo, I think, in the last three years in the English Premiership. So it's uh, it's a beauty to watch. Like I said, to me, that was the biggest omission on this list. And who do you swap out if you do put him on that list? Bernardo Silva, for sure. You got you got to have a central midfielder. I'm okay with Thiago in there. You're not taking out Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, you know my thoughts on him. He right. is a master. He, he's one of the best players in the world. Okay, let's talk about the, the goal scorers, the guys, the forwards. Uh, we got three of them there. Uh, Salah, Ronaldo, Mane. Is it, am I saying that right? Yeah. So you take a look at those three. Did they get this one right? Yeah, actually they did. <laughs> I can't really argue with this list. This is an excellent trio right here. I mean, Mo Salah, to me, <clears throat> is the probably the player of the year, um, followed by De Bruyne. Uh, Ronaldo had a really good season. And, and, and then same thing with Mane. I mean, he, he was outstanding for Liverpool. Uh, they don't make that, that run at Man City that, that took it down to the wire without his form, especially late in the season. So, like I said, the rest of this list is pretty good. I, I can't really argue with it. Okay, talking about emerging players or some players that you're going to see that move into EPL or some players that could make some noise, who's in trouble here on this list? Who ends up being possibly replaced? Who's, um, I guess, Ronaldo maybe jumps out just because he's an older player and maybe that puts him in a vulnerability type of position? But who who do you think starts to get replaced here? If you were going to replace, I don't know, pick three guys off the list, like the next three that are going to be off, and, and possibly even who's going to replace them? I know you have to dig deep in your EPL and soccer knowledge here. but Well, yeah, I agree with you, Ronaldo. <laughs> you would probably take Ronaldo out of there. Um, you know, when it goes, it goes quickly. You can age pretty fast. Then if I would be, take somebody else out of it, like I said, I, I would have to go as far as potential slip. You know, I, I think Mane is leaving Liverpool. So we could put Sun in that spot. We could keep Silva in his spot over there in the midfield. And I don't know if... Uh, uh, I mean, I already went over Rudiger. I mean, Thiago is a central defensive midfielder. I mean, that's pretty tough. I mean, you can maybe put somebody that's plays more in the middle that's kind of a sleeper dark horse. A guy that I like is Jay Ward-Prowse, mm-hmm. plays for Southampton. Uh, just, just has a lot of ability in open field. He's the free kick taker. I, I made him – I see him make some spectacular plays. I mean, the guy's a gifted player. Um, wouldn't be shocked if he started to get some run for England. All right, we'll see what happens there in the EPL. We'll see who ends up in, in, in what different spot. And we're really, we're really looking forward to it, I should say, because uh, you, are, you and I are playing a trip. We're going to have to get out there to uh, Europe, and we're going to have to watch an EPL match next year. we got one more break to go, and then we'll get into our third and final segment here on the Sports Cube. Rudy's Metals in Sacramento, California is your one stop for all your metal needs. It's your metal recycling center. Copper, brass, aluminum, steel, tin, and much, much more. You can call them today at 916-912-0487. They're located at 750 Richards Boulevard in Sacramento, California. If you are on the West Coast, Rudy's Metals is your spot. You can get cash 
for your medals today. Check out rudysmedals.com. And we're back here with the third and final segment here on the Sports Cue as we jump right in. Houston Astros, I was teasing this. We talked about lists earlier on uh, in the first segment. We're going to do a list right now. Okay. Texas Mike, Houston Astros fan. Been a fan forever? How long have you been an Astros fan? Just since you uh, moved down there? No, Just not until I moved down here from Michigan. I was not an Astros fan when I lived in the state of Michigan. I was a hardcore Detroit Tigers fan. Okay, but you know a ton of knowledge about the Houston Astros, especially current day. So let's go through their lineup right now, and then we're going to come up with the all-time lineup here for the Houston Astros, and I know you've done a deep dive. So basically, we're going to have a right fielder, a center fielder, a left fielder. We're going to have a first baseman, a, a second baseman, a shortstop, a third baseman. We're going to have a catcher, and then we're going to end it with a pitcher and maybe go with like a closer or reliever if you wanted to add a little bonus points there. But Let's go through the Houston Astros all-time. Give me a lineup. We're going to take us through it. Start in right field. Who do we got? Oh, let's – yeah, okay. If we're going to go right field, um, <clears throat> it doesn't matter if they're a good defender or not. I'm going to go with Lance Berkman, man. Lance Berkman is in right field. Fat Elvis. Okay, Fat Elvis. Let me write this down because you're going to have Berkman. Where is he going to be hitting in this lineup of yours, or is this too early to decide? Oh, yeah, it's too early. Now you're having me play 3D chess, man. Okay, so let's go with Berkman there in right. Where are you going in center field now? Who's going to be your center fielder for this all-time Astros team? I'm biased toward the 2017 World Series team, so I'm going to say George Springer. George Springer is going to be your center fielder here. And then let's go into left field now. Who's going to be your left fielder for the Astros all-time team? We're going to go with Cheo Jose Cruz. Jose Cruz is going to be your left fielder. Now we're going to go to the infield. Let's go to... I think, you know, I think I know who you're going to pick for second base. So I think let's get that one out of the way because I, I have a feeling, well, this one might not be as easy though. Second base, where do you go? Well, I'm going to cheat. <clears throat> I'm make Craig Biggio my catcher so I don't have to have Brad Ausmus on Wow, wow. <laughs> so I can squeeze in Jose Altuve as my second baseman because <laughs> this is, this is going to be a very difficult debate in the future. Jose Altuve is going to be your second baseman. You're putting Craig Biggio at your catcher. Is that a controversial decision there to put Craig Biggio as your catcher? No, I mean, he was an all-star as a catcher at one point in his career, so that's legitimate. Shortstop, are we going Carlos Correa or are we going elsewhere? You know, ooh, that's tough. I mean, recency bias that he just left. No, you got to go Correa. He'd really do. Uh, Can Jeremy Pena, uh, potential AL Rookie of the Year, surpass him i'm looking so strong right now very early to tell third base who you got at third base third base well that would have to be alex bregman wow wow okay first base who's your first baseman the one the only bags bagwell baby bagwell is your first baseman this seems like a pretty... Waited too long to get put in the Hall of Fame, too. Sure. That was shameful. So are we, yeah, we, got, we got eight. Okay, so we need a pitcher now. Who's going to be pitching for this uh, all-time Astros team? There are a few choices here. Right. Okay, you almost can't pick one. This will be very controversial. Uh, 
very controversial. My number one would be Justin Verlander. Just what he's doing right now, what he's done, phenomenal. And, and that's blasphemy because of Nolan Ryan and his roots in Alvin, Texas, and, and basically a Texas-born legend. Nolan Ryan, Drayback, Roger Clemens, Cole. Verlander's my number one, man. And then I got Nolan Ryan. But that's like 1A. I mean, ugh, come on. It, it's, it's splitting hairs. They're both. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you your closer then. Who's going to be your closer in that? Nolan Ryan, you're going to bring him out of the pen? Oh, no, no, no. No, no. You got to get two, three pitchers. Okay. So if we got two starters, you're going to go Billy Wagner. He's the best closer that he's right. had. I mean, the, the, guy, the guy was throwing 99 as a left-hander when nobody else was. Now, like every team seems to have one of those guys. But he was phenomenal. And he just launched off the mound. I, mean, I like that it. Dude is like a springboard. I like it. We're running out of time here on the show. So I'm going to give you your eight. I'm going to go ahead and say what's your lineup. And then your pitcher is going to be hitting here because we're still going to consider them uh, in the lineup here and just for time's sake as well. So you got Berkman, Springer, Cruz, Altuve, Biggio, Correa, Bregman, Bagwell. Who's hitting first? Well, we're going to put a caveat with Universal DH. My DH is Jordan Alvarez. <laughs> That guy, MVP. I think you're his biggest fan. All right, give me your lineup now. Give me your lineup as we got a couple minutes left on the show. Okay, uh, we'll lead off. We're going to lead off with Biggio. Biggio's going to lead you off. Uh, then we're going to put, and I think we, we could put uh, Cruz second. Cruz is second. Altuve. Altuve is your, your, your number three. Bagwell. Bagwell at the four. Ooh, yeah, Correa, Bregman, Alvarez, Berkman, Springer left. Oh, Springer should have been my leadoff guy. Yeah, I got to have this like written down. Uh, yeah, Springer's my leadoff guy. Then I'll do Altuve. I'm recanting, Chris. Uh, <laughs> Running out of time here on the show. You got to pick this lineup, uh, or we can save it for next time. We can save it for next time. Okay, we can, we can go through it for next time if you want. Let's do it. We'll do it next time. We'll do it on the first segment here. When we come back on the Sports Cube, we'll have another episode coming up. Don't forget to hit that subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Texas might get us out of here less than a minute. One final thought here before we cruise out for episode 2-6. Shame on you, Ecuador. Forging documents, Miguel Tejada style. And now you're potentially getting banned from the World Cup for using an ineligible player. Not very good there, Ecuador. Shame, shame, shame. We'll talk to you guys next time here on the Sports Queue.